Hello everyone and welcome to the Good Food Good Mood show where we will chat all things food, wellness, entrepreneurship, running and more. I'm so excited that you're here. My name is Julia and I'm your host. I run the food and lifestyle blog Julia's Plate over on Instagram and I'm so passionate about making healthy food taste good, about mental health and about finding joy in life. On this podcast you'll be introduced to some absolutely amazing guests that I know you'll just love. So wherever you're listening from, whether you're working, relaxing, running, walking, or driving, I hope you love these episodes and let's get started. Hello everyone and welcome back to the Good Food, Good Mood show. Today I'm so excited because my friend Kate Daly is joining us. Kate is a runner, college student at the University of Connecticut and she also runs an amazing page on Instagram called Kate's Daily Eats where she shares recipes and food inspiration, talks about mental health, college, and her journey over the last few years and she also shares these amazing looking donuts every Thursday. (laughs) Kate is also one of the very first friends that I made food Instagram and she is just such an amazing person and I'm so excited that she's joining us today so welcome Kate and I'd love if you could introduce yourself a little bit to everybody thank you for having me I'm so excited to be here so like Julia said my name is Kate Daly I'm from Connecticut I go to the University of Connecticut where I'm studying dietetics and I'm running um, cross country and track and field. And like she said, I have a big passion for cooking and baking. I always have. So that's how my page Kate's Daily Eats started, hence the name. But it's turned into a lot more than that, as I think we'll probably get into. Awesome. So the way we are starting off every episode, if you could share one thing lately that's put you in a good mood and then one really good food that you've had. I think really just like this whole summer, what's put me in a good mood is being with my friends and like seeing my friends more often than like last summer and even the past like year and a half in general. So even just like going over to my friends' houses and like cooking together or grabbing ice cream or going on like vacation. I just went to Cape Cod with a friend. So that's that's filled me with a lot of joy. So that's put me in a good mood. And a good food, I'd have to say probably the peaches and the blueberries that I picked this weekend because they're Ooh. in season. So I'm looking forward to making some recipes in the next few days with those. Yes. Oh, I love going in the fall. There's an apple orchard that's right by our school and we always go and I always get way too many apples and I don't know what to do with them oh yeah we have like 48 peaches because it was literally (laughs) the same price to get like they do it by bag for some reason so it's not by pounds so literally we got a bag and just fill it as much as you can and we fit like 48 peaches in it so (laughs) I don't really know what I'm gonna do with that but we'll figure it out oh there's, there's so many things you could do I think Rachel Mansfield, she just did like a peach week on her blog and she was like seven days of like peach themed recipes. (laughs) So to start off, I'd love if you can just kind of share about your blog and kind of what the journey was like, like kind of what prompted you to start it and when you started it and just kind of what it's looked like as it's grown over the last couple of years. Yeah, so it started out like really innocently, just like I... I have always grown up cooking like my parents are really good cooks my extended family like their siblings are really good cooks and so I've grown up with a lot of good cooks in my life and so I've just always enjoyed that in fifth grade I wanted to be a pastry chef so I've just really <laughs> been been into it even like one year for Christmas I was like 10 I asked for a KitchenAid stand mixer so 
I've just really always had a love for cooking and baking specifically. And so I guess I started my blog right at the end of my freshman year of high school. So I've had it for quite a while. That was like 2015. Oh, I didn't know that. I think, yeah. or 2016. And or maybe it was sophomore year. I don't know. I'm getting it confused, but it's it's been a while. And so I basically started it when I just wanted to like get creative with recipes and I wanted to eat healthier and I was getting into running. And so I knew nutrition was a big part of that. And so that's kind of how it started. And yeah, that's, that's pretty much the, the beginning of Kate's Daily Eats. Yeah. And it actually used to be called Running on Peanuts because peanut butter is oh. one of my favorite foods and running, of course. But then I wanted to make it more like personal to my name, I guess. So then I changed it mm-hmm. a couple years ago. I think ago. I actually remember when you had the other name. Because when did you switch it? I switched it. I I think it was maybe freshman year of college, just randomly. Oh, okay. I think I was like sitting yeah. in the dining hall one day and I was like talking about it. I was like, would it be weird if I changed my, I was talking to one of my friends, our teammates, and I was like, would it be weird? And I think they were all like, oh my God, that's so creative. I love that. And so I was like, okay, I'll go for it. <laughs> so, and kind of going off of that, another thing I wanted to ask you about, you do this thing in stories called the daily gratitude. And what has that kind of been like? How did you start that? So I haven't done that in a while. And I should continue because I really enjoyed doing that. It helped keep me accountable because we'll probably get into this later more, but been to therapy like on and off since I was like 10. And so one of the main things, like one of the big overarching themes throughout my time, like in and out of seeing like therapists was gratitude and how that like makes you present and like brings you to the moment and kind of, you know, brings more peace to your life, happiness, etc. So that's kind of gratitude's always been something I've like tried to practice. And so I thought it would be cute to do like a play on like daily, like D-A-L-E-Y, like my last name Mm -hmm. and then gratitude. So yeah, just sharing that on my stories and trying to get people to tell me what they're grateful for too. So yeah, it's always uplifting when I see it on your stories because I think it's just sometimes it's easy to like go through your day and you're not really thinking about like what you're grateful for but then kind of pausing and thinking about it can just be really just I don't know what the word is like grounding or centering yeah for sure it brings you to like that moment and like it reminds you like no matter what you're going through that there is always something you can be grateful for so yeah for sure so kind of a little bit of a different topic but so you run your blog you're a full-time student and you're a college athlete that's that's a busy life busy schedule (laughs) how do you balance everything and what are kind of your typical days like okay so I guess I sometimes to be completely transparent I don't balance it well sometimes (laughs) you know you won't see me like post for like a week or two maybe even more sometimes sometimes it's purposely like taking a break but other times I'm literally just so busy and other times yeah I definitely like kind of hit a wall and I'm like okay I need to take a step back but overall I guess the things that really keep me for the most part like on track and able to juggle all these things is just I use a planner I use a calendar I just kind of like write out exactly what I have to do each like 
to the minute or hour of the day, depending on like how specific it needs to be just because like I'll forget. So, Mm -hmm. and it feels good to cross things off. So I definitely think making lists and writing things out versus like typing it. I mean, I do use Google calendars a little bit, but yeah, for the most part that, and then just like, I don't know. They're all things that I'm super passionate about. Like I love what I'm studying, dietetics. Mm-hmm. I feel like, you know, obviously running, I love being part of the team and I'm very competitive. So it's something that I definitely wanted to do in college and to further like challenge myself in my running career. And then as far as the blog, again, that's just like something that I'm super passionate about. And I can't say I'm super consistent with it. Like I know you do a very good job with like your consistency. Oh. Uh, that's still <laughs> something I work on. And I think in the future, I'm I'm lucky that I have, you know, a small like following now and then maybe in the future, I'll be able to put a little more effort into it. But now it's just kind of like, I never want it to be something that's overwhelming. I want it to just be fun. And so if I want to share something, I will. And then yeah. like other times I'll have like spurts of like inspiration and just post more <laughs> than other times. But yeah, that's kind of how I do it. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. I'm the same way. I like writing things out I think Google Calendar is like helpful but I just I just love to-do lists and even this is so bad but I'll even like write things that I already did absolutely (laughs) makes you feel good so what does kind of like a typical day in life as a college athlete look like for you Okay, maybe I'll pick like one of the busiest days just to make it sound like super interesting. Again, this is like a busy day. So usually like Tuesdays and Fridays are our workout days. So that's like doing intervals or track work or, you know, tempo runs. If you're a runner, you kind of know what I'm talking about, but just like harder efforts. And so in the morning, usually we have practice at around 2.30. So in the morning, we have a shakeout run just to like kind of get our legs loose for later on. So God bless Caroline, because sophomore year, she's my shakeout buddy. I had an 8 a.m. on Tuesdays, and so she just naturally gets up super early. So the first, like, time we had a shakeout, she was like, Kate, like, I'll do it with you. Like, you want to go? And I was like, oh, my gosh, absolutely. Like, I'm not going (laughs) to – I need someone to hold me accountable. I was like – like, I would do it, but I was like, I – like, having a buddy is so much better. So anyway, 6.30, like – I'd get out of bed at like 6.20, do a little band work and literally roll out at like 6.30, do like a 20-minute shakeout with my teammate Caroline. Then we'd go to the dining hall, eat breakfast. I'd go to like my 8 a.m. And then sometimes maybe I'd have like another class or two. I'd pretty much have classes all morning, get lunch some point in between. Sometimes I'd have to like pack a lunch. And then I'd have practice at like 2.30 and you know, sometimes we'd drive to a trail. So that would take, you know, an extra half an hour both ways. So, you know, practice time was kind of like, you know, we're not running for three hours, but you know, you have to allot like basically that amount of time because after you might take an ice bath or, you know, go to the fueling station because you got to fuel up and, you know, to jumpstart your recovery and obviously you're hungry after workout. And then after that, Sometimes I would have like a lab or something at night. That was that was a blow, um, like from six to eight at night. So I'd like get Ooh, dinner before that. Rough. I'd have a yeah. lab and then I'd get back and try to do homework. If I couldn't, like I usually planned for that and would do more on like a less busy day. But yeah, usually yeah. it would be something like practice in the morning, obviously breakfast, you know, 
the morning full of classes, lunch, maybe one more class, practice, and then, you know, rehab stuff and that like in the training room and then like dinner, homework, bed. Tried to get to bed at like ten, ten thirty at the latest. Yeah. Wow. That's probably what that's, it's like. <laughs> that's a busy day. What advice would you give to either someone who's just going into college and they're going to be playing a sport or just somebody who's a college athlete right now in terms of balancing or dealing with kind of all these different hats that you're wearing? I think just, I know it sounds silly, but almost like pausing in the middle of like what you're doing and just thinking like how cool it is that you have this opportunity. Because like I can specifically remember one time being in like the weight room and just like finishing a rep or whatever set and like looking at the wall and it said like something like, you know, some type of quote or something. And I just was thinking like, that's so cool that I'm doing this right now. Like that I'm here like like working hard and doing what I love and at the end of the day yes it can be so overwhelming and there are a lot of like setbacks and things to overcome but at the end of the day it's like I always say like I would never regret the decision I made to be um, a division one athlete or just a college athlete in general Mm -hmm. it's challenging but it's so so worth it and so at least for me it's been a rewarding experience I guess yeah Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. That's I think that's great advice even even beyond being in college, just whatever you're doing, just pausing and it's kind of similar to your daily gratitude, like pausing and just exactly. thinking about Yeah, um, for sure. Yeah. Oh, I love that. You've dealt with or you've had some injury in your running career, right? Yes, for sure. Okay. So yep. what advice would you give to someone who's dealing with an injury? Because I've had the same thing in running and it's tough. So what would you say kind of got you through those times? I think, first of all, like being gentle with yourself. I think a lot of runners are generally, and athletes in general, just like hard on themselves. And then on top of it, like being injured, you might think like, oh, like what did I do wrong? Like blaming yourself. And that's like not going to help anything. I think there's a huge like mental side, mostly mental side, I think, to injuries in a way, even though they're physical for the most part, or at least the ones we're talking about. So like, I don't know, I think like being gentle with yourself and then Finding other people who have been through similar situations, I think, is super helpful because, you know, it's easy for, like, your mom to be like, oh, you're not alone. But it's like, okay, mom, I appreciate that. I love you. But, like, when I find someone else who's dealt with it, like, obviously, that's super sad. And, like, I don't want anyone to deal with, like, the things I've dealt with. But at the same time, it's like it gives you, like, hope and reassurance and those kind of things. So, yeah. I think it really is a mental, there's a whole mental side of it too, because it's such a big part of your life. And then mm-hmm. it's just like, when you get injured, it's just like gone. And then I think you kind of almost have to, even if it's just a short term thing, you kind of have to like find other things to like fulfill that feeling that you get from running or yeah, it was. Yeah. Even the amount in, of time you spend, like if you have yeah, practice twice a day. Sure you know like I said even if I'm not running for four hours like the time I'm like traveling with my team like stretching rolling going to the fueling station like lifting all those things add up and when that's taken away it's very isolating for sure Mm -hmm. yeah because you the whole social aspect of it too is yeah um, 
is all kind of tied together. But so you've shared, I guess, kind of recently on your blog about kind of your journey with mental health and with your relationship with food and body image. Could you share a little bit about that journey and kind of what um, that's looked like? And obviously, I've read everything that um, you've posted, but just for people listening, what's kind of your story? Yeah, sure. So basically, I, you know, I, I'm not the first to say I'm a type A personality, but I think, you know, perfectionist, those kind of things kind of like set me up to have some of these like issues, I guess. But yeah, so I guess I've always had like anxiety, just like generalized anxiety. And then, you know, when you go through puberty, or like just at the end of, I guess, middle school and into high school, just feeling like kind of insecure about my body. And like, being so aware of like myself and like what other people looked like. And then, you know, throw in becoming a runner. And, you know, you look at the starting line, and at least I did, and I just see all these, like, thin bodies. And I think to myself that, like, I don't fit in. And whether that was true, or just like some sort of, like, idea I had in my mind, like, either way, it really, really wore on me. And at the beginning, it would just kind of like would make me upset. But then I realized that, oh, I could like control food and like what I was eating how much I was eating and that would affect what my body looked like so I learned that pretty quick like sophomore junior year of high school and it was more so like what I was eating it was more so like oh like I'm not gonna eat ice cream like like silly things like that and like only eating quote-unquote like healthy foods but then like senior year I felt the pressure of like I didn't know where I was going to go to school. Once I figured out that I'd be going to UConn based on an academic scholarship, I was like, well, I don't know if I'd be able to run there because it's like a more challenging school to run at. And Mm -hmm. then throw in the fact that my cross country and my indoor track seasons got cut short because I was sick. I got the flu twice in one year. Mm -hmm. By my senior year spring, I was like, you know, I had in my head, like, I'm going to do everything I can to get my times down so that I can run at UConn and just in general, like run at any school. But at that point, I kind of figured it would be UConn. And so that's when I started like restricting what I was eating. I lost a lot of weight. My mom noticed at one point and actually like told me to get on the scale so she could see how much I weighed. And she was not, (laughs) not like, please. And so she, I was like, don't worry. Like I reassured her that like everything was fine. I just told her it was because I was running a lot when in reality I was like really struggling. And that was probably like my lowest point, but it's kind of gone up and down from there. And it wasn't until like my sophomore year of college when I just like couldn't take the mental like struggle in my head like it felt like I was at war in my head every day I don't know if I'm making much sense but like just the fact of like every day like basically I was like hungry for like you know five years which sounds dramatic but you know when you're hungry you can't like think straight like you were you're not a very happy person you're not very fun to be around like I just was sick and tired of like having these like like rules like silly rules that I was like making in my head and I was like I need to do something about this like I think like this is this is an actual problem for so long I had told myself that 
oh, I'm just doing what's best for me. Like as a runner, like this is how like I have to eat to be my best. Like this is how it has to be. Like I just have to suck it up and like deal with, you know, being hungry or whatever. But then mm-hmm. I realized the big the big thing was a stress fracture scare. And also like I wasn't getting my period for at that point, it was like five years, five and a half years. Yeah. And I was kind of terrified about like what that would mean for my future like I want to have kids Mm -hmm. things like that and so that's although it was hard I went to our sports dietitian at UConn and I just kind of said like I think this is a problem and then from there kind of all unfolded (laughs) yeah thanks for sharing that I know it's not always the easiest thing to talk about but I think sharing stories and talking about these things is just the thing that helps people the most and I think I'm sure you've seen by sharing on your Instagram just how much it can help people and how much it can connect people and it's something that I think so many people go through but it's just so rarely talked about and that's definitely I think getting better but I think it's just it's just important to talk about it I think one thing that was always helpful to me when I was first recovering was kind of looking and trying to figure out what really helped people the most to kind of move forward in recovery or like what what did they read what did they listen to what did they do are there any resources or things that you've listened to or watched or people that you've followed or things that you've done that you feel like have helped you yeah well at first and I appreciate all the nice things you said thank you I appreciate you and I agree like you've also inspired me so but yeah I think the first thing was like I went to the dietitian because like I'm studying dietetics so like that kind of you know is like an overlap there like I kind of knew like learning about these things in class and whatnot so anyway I knew like that would probably be a good choice and I like trusted her so and like I already knew her so she I went to her and then she like recommended she's like oh yeah like maybe you should see one of like the on-campus like sports like they have they're not sports psychologists but on UConn's campus they have like a mental health office or whatever to see therapists Mm -hmm. and there's one specifically um to help student athletes because they like understand like more so the ins and outs of like being a student athlete so she recommended seeing her and I was like, oh, like, I'm, I'm okay. Like, I see a therapist, like, on and off from home, which was true. But I, I, like, looking back now, like, I totally underestimated the mental aspect of recovery. Like, this was my, like, thinking. It was like, okay, eating disorder. Eat more, gain weight, and suck it up, and you'll be fine. Like, gain a few pounds Same. and suck That's it up. That's literally, like, what I told myself in my head, too. like, word for word. Yeah. And that was not the case, which I realized pretty quickly. And I actually had a conversation with one of my friends from home. Mm -hmm. She lives in like the town over, but we know each other from high school. And she goes to UConn. We sat down and talked. We were just meeting up, whatever. And we were talking about like mental health and like things we had been going through. And she said what really helped her because she was also struggling with an eating disorder. And so she had gone to the mental health facility at UConn on campus. And that's kind of like, she wasn't even like encouraging me to go, but just hearing how like she was going and it helped her was kind of all I needed to be like, 
okay, Kate, like you need to do this. And what was crazy was I first saw her the day after I got back from indoor conference for indoor track. And I, there were like two weeks between then and, or he's, I think it stopped for a second. Okay. Yeah, I think, okay, wait, can you go back just a little bit? Yeah, I'll go back. The last thing I heard was you were talking about how your friend was going to like the mental health office at her school. Okay. Yep. So my friend was seeing someone on campus and it just kind of like encouraged me and like inspired me to do the same thing just by like having yeah. that conversation. And so I decided to go and it happened to be like two weeks before COVID hit. So I literally saw her twice. And then oh. for the rest of the semester, it was online. Like, I was lucky I was able to see her online, but it was so weird because, I mean, so weird back then. Like, now I have therapy online. Like, whatever I go now, it's, like, online. So, but it was just funny to, like, think about that. I literally saw her twice yeah. in person. And then it was like, okay, like, just started seeing you. But, yeah. And then, unfortunately, she left UConn, but okay. she set me up with someone really good, and then I've since moved on to someone else. So it just yeah. ever-evolving, but it's all good. Awesome. Yeah, I think it's even just, like, taking that first step of just going, and even if you don't really know exactly what you need, I think just going and asking for help and saying, like, I just need to start somewhere yeah. is just yeah. such an important step. And I think, yeah. like, yeah, so, like, the two things to sum it up is, like, you know, in my case, with, like, an eating disorder, like, seeing a dietitian and then also, like, a psychologist or counselor, therapist, whatever, mm-hmm. along those lines, like, a mental health care provider and, uh, yeah, like, a doctor, I guess, too. But, yeah. yeah, those were the main things. And then, like, I had kind of touched on earlier, like, finding other people who you can talk to that like understand Mm -hmm. I think is important as well thanks so much for sharing that and I'm just I'm so proud of you and you just have an amazing story and it's so cool that you share it and I'll link to your blog in the show notes that's what they're called you have more of your story and everything on there this is kind of similar to this is a listener question actually but it's kind of similar to what we were just talking about the question is just who inspires you but I'm kind of curious who inspires you both in like life and running and kind of in eating disorder body image recovery Ooh, that is a loaded question <laughs> a good one a really good one but oh I have to think about this I'm really lucky I think there are a lot of people in my life who inspire me and I'm really lucky because in high school I think like I was just talking to my mom about this the other day like I was so in my own head like struggling so much in my own head and like no one could see that and like I didn't even really know what was going on so I just kind of like slowly like pushed people away not even wanting to kind of thing and so Mm -hmm. I did have friends in high school but not like the social life that I have now and like the connections like the deep like connections and like thoughtful conversations that I have with people in my life that I do now so yeah that's really hard I mean obviously like my parents they've always been super supportive of everything I do and you know beat themselves up for things that have happened to me but I'm like you have no control over it like it's no one's fault 
and like they're just always there to support me to pay for therapy to like do anything (laughs) you know like they're like my mom is always like if you need to call me in the middle of the night like do that and like so obviously like my parents my brother like they all like inspire me but outside of my family I don't know they're just like literally so many of my close friends but I think I have an especially like connect a special connection to Kylie she's like feeling miles of smiles on Instagram Mm -hmm. and we connected over Instagram but we've become really close and I think it's just like the similarities of like what we've been through and just like having an understanding of each other and this like I don't know this connection that's almost like just crazy to me and she just inspires me um a lot she says that I inspire her but I'm like girl like right back at you like you're the one who's inspiring (laughs) me but then as far as like runners I really love Emily the Bowerman um, runner (laughs) Emily just because she's been through so many injuries that I think that's super inspiring even recently Simone Biles like her like stepping back from competing in the Olympics took more courage um, and strength than like participating in the Olympics. Like, mm-hmm. like no one has any idea like how much it takes to like take a step back and to put yourself first. And, you know, I've been not at that level quite, but, you know, having to do that myself, like I'm always thinking that, oh, am I making the wrong decision? Like, what am I doing? But it just goes to show that like putting your mental health first is like what matters and just yourself in general so those I guess are a few people that inspire me but there's so many more and I tell people that they inspire me so if you (laughs) have been told that like and I didn't say your name here like just know that you still inspire me but yeah (laughs) so another listener question is what is the accomplishment that you're most proud of Yeah, so in the past, it definitely would have been something like, you know, winning states in high school or like being all New England in college, like something like that. But I think what I'm, the accomplishment I'm most proud of is honestly just like finally like being myself and being happy and being like, like having the life that like I want to be living versus like stuck in mm-hmm. my own head and like, you know, prisoner in my own head, I guess is kind of like the metaphor I use. But I, mm-hmm. I like, I know that sounds cheesy, but really like, I think it took so much effort, resilience, strength, like years, honestly. And it's like still a work in progress, yeah. but like, I definitely feel like I'm in the best place I've probably ever been. So I think just like knowing how, many hours of therapy, how many, like, you know, like, different, like, fears I had to overcome, like, things like that, just, like, I think it's underestimated, but, yeah, I think, like, succeeding and, like, accomplishing, like, just, like, more stability with, like, my mental health, I guess, is, like, a huge accomplishment because it's underrated, but it takes a ton of effort, so... Yeah. Well, and I think that's back to like being inspiring. I think that's both inspiring and encouraging to people who are kind of in the thick of it right now with a similar journey. I think your story is just really inspiring and would just be a huge encouragement to someone who's kind of right in the middle of things. So yeah, that's awesome. One more listener question. 
This one, I actually had the same question for Brooke last week, and it's a hard question, but what is your all-time favorite food? Oh my gosh. Okay, so it's just that (laughs) physical therapy, and we were talking about ice cream because I literally had ice cream twice yesterday, um, because ice cream is probably like... I will never turn it down. Like, my mom says the same thing. She's like, I'll never turn down ice cream. And so I guess I get it from her, which I'm not sad about. Like, I am I thrive when I have ice cream. So <laughs> I know that's really basic, but, like, you know, not just vanilla ice cream. Like, it's, it has to has, have all the chunks, toppings, peanut butter, like, oh, peanut butter yeah. cups, all the, good, all the good stuff. So, yeah, I'd say ice cream is probably my favorite food if you count that as a food (laughs) of course oh my gosh it's one of those foods that like yes it's food but I feel like it's so much more than that because like when you go to get ice cream with someone it's just like the full experience is just the best like yeah I actually wrote a whole blog post about ice cream (laughs) and it was more about like it's just a food for me that I think like reminds me that food is more than just food and it's a way of connecting with people and um... I remember it now I remember reading that post yeah I love that post I'm gonna go back and read it again because I remember (laughs) reading that and how yeah no I know exactly what you're talking about for sure I agree though I think it's in my top it's probably in my top three favorites (laughs) yeah oh for sure and like you know there was a time where eating ice cream twice in one day was not okay not even once in one day so in yeah. my own head, like it's always okay. But um, yeah, so now I'm like, I need to make up for lost time. I am eating all the yes. ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> I wish we lived closer to each other so we could actually go out for ice cream. Oh my gosh, if you're ever in the area or if I'm ever in your area, like we will, even if it's a few hours away, like I will drive my <laughs> way to go see you and get ice cream. <laughs> you can write that down. <laughs> You can quote me on that. Yeah, I'm going to quote you on that. (laughs) Well, where can everybody find you on Instagram, blog, all your different platforms? So my Instagram is at Kate Daily Eats. Or, yeah. No, Kate's Kate's Daily Eats. Sorry, some people call it Kate (laughs) Daily Eats. So (laughs) I'm, like, pulling one of the – okay, yeah. I don't even know the name of my own blog. Okay. And then um, I link my website. It's just like a Wix site. So mm-hmm. that's linked in my bio on Instagram. I'm okay. dabbling at TikTok because that's blowing oh. up, but I haven't really done much. So yeah, don't follow me there yet, but stay tuned. <laughs> coming soon. Coming, coming soon. soon yeah. Possibly. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you so much, Kate, for joining us and I'm sure everybody will head over to your Instagram and blog and there's so much more about you and your story to read there so thanks so much thank you Julia you're the best I had so much fun